In this episode, I'm going to go over the key learnings from this year's podcast episodes and conversations. It's a wrap of 2020, and I am excited to see the back of 2020. But first and foremost, thank you so much to each and every single one of you who has supported the podcast this year. Listen to an episode, shared it with a colleague, maybe even written an Apple podcast review. Thank you so much. This podcast wouldn't be reaching the amount of people it is without your help. And of course, a massive thank you to all of the guests that were involved with the podcast this year. So I'm going to start by sharing with you all the top 10 list the top 10 most listened to podcast episodes of 2020. If you have not listened to these podcast episodes, get them onto the to listen list over Christmas. Here they are. Coming in at number one, and I'm not surprised at all, is Amy Steele from Amoria Bond. And that is episode number 204. If you have not listened to that episode, get listening to it. It's an unbelievable story. And Amy has been on an incredible journey and deserves all the success that she's achieved in her recruitment career to date. Number two, Ashley Lawrence from Trinovo Group, episode 195. Get that listened to a lot focused around building, scaling, culture of a recruitment business. The third most listened to podcast episode this year was Andy Morell from Oscar, episode 199. Again, a lot focused on leadership, growing the business, really interesting insights. And if I'm honest, a really open, honest, transparent account of Andy's journey as a leader. The fourth most listened to episode was Susan Barrons from Signify Technology, episode 182, an incredible story where Susan was an early employee at Ryan Adams business, which is Signify. And she spoke about how she managed to bill over 400 grand as a contract recruiter, really focusing on expanding on existing accounts. Get that listened to. The fifth most listened to episode was Michael Judkins, episode 203. Michael works for a company called FreeSearch. Again, a really down-to-earth guy who was really honest on the podcast around how he improved as a leader, how he went from the likes of Michael Page to a startup environment. Great listen. Get that listened to. Episode, the, the sixth most listened to episode was Kieran Kenny. Uh, episode 202, who owns his own recruitment company called Zealous Recruitment. And uh, Kieran just had complete self-belief despite having having not worked in the recruitment industry as typically as long as people would have starting a recruitment business but he just had no self-doubt at all which I absolutely loved fully backed himself and rightly so he's uh, doing well running his own recruitment business and a great story and no doubt worth a listen seventh most listened to episode was Chris Bennett from Evolution Recruitment, episode 201. Again, another wicked story from Chris, but what was unique about Chris and and that story was how many times he's built a recruitment desk from scratch, doing it multiple times 
uh, in different areas of the UK and more recently in the Nordics. So many learnings in that episode. The eighth most listened to episode of 2020 was Chris Sheard, episode 186. Chris is one of the co-founders of a Bristol-based recruitment agency, SR2 Recruitment. And for me, what they're doing over there, I also had one of his co-founders on ages ago uh, called Alicia. And uh, they're just building a amazing culture over there. They're building a recruitment business with a purpose and they're doing it in a very authentic way. And I know they're growing there and have had an incredible year. So an amazing story to learn from and a must listen to for the podcast episode. The ninth most listened to episode was Gareth Morris, the actual CEO of Evolution Recruitment, a business based in Warrington, but have offices across internationally. And that's episode 189. Again, a real great uncovering of a recruitment business story that involves scaling a recruitment business internationally, where they have a pretty significant headcount in Warrington alone, but a real great opportunity to learn from someone who successfully scaled a recruitment business. And uh, you have to listen to that one, a really humble CEO, not the typical recruitment business owner that you would attach to what a typical recruitment business owner is, just a really, really nice guy, loads to learn from. And last but not least, the 10th most listened to episode of 2020 was Chris O'Connell, episode 190. And he's just been on uh, an incredible journey, uh, a journey where he successfully built and sold his own recruitment business. And he shared with us how he had all this success in his life, but just didn't feel fulfilled. And although maybe on the face of it looked really happy, he wasn't and was really open, honest, transparent about his journey with that. And he's been on an incredible journey. I think he's someone that you see a lot now online. I I met him also through mental health and recruitment that I'm involved in. And uh, yeah, an incredible, incredible human being who was really open, honest and vulnerable with us on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, get it listened to. And that is the Recruitment Mentors podcast version of 2020 wrapped. Now, what I wanted to share with you, having done and recorded just under 100 episodes this year, speaking to successful recruitment professionals from around the world, recruitment entrepreneurs, I wanted to share with you the key learnings that I've taken from the conversations and also just this year alone. Without question, it has been an absolute roller coaster. We've had to really go through this together, although everyone's been through their own journey. But I wanted to just share with you some of the key learnings from this year's conversations and just from working with recruitment professionals and businesses this year as well. So a couple of bullet points that I'm going to talk through and share with you. First one, being a recruitment consultant who does the right thing and isn't transactional will win and always win. Second point, The importance of always being open to learn. Third point, the recruitment consultants that provided as much value as possible this year, despite being told no one is hiring, will be remembered when companies need to hire again. Fourth point, if you don't take care of your own mental health, your mindset, then you will not achieve 
the goals that you have for your recruitment career now, short-term, medium-term, future, 2021, beyond. Fifth and final point about the future, the conversation that I've been having, it's been around the industry, it's been accelerated remote working, accelerated the importance of having a spotlight and understanding of mental health in the recruitment industry. It's accelerated the importance of building your brand as a recruiter and as a recruitment business. And it has accelerated the importance of building long-term relationships. It's accelerated a lot of great things for the industry. So they're the points that I'm just going to go over and just share a bit around in this short episode with you all. And the first point, as I shared with you, starts with being a recruitment consultant that genuinely does the right thing and is not transactional, not deemed as the typical recruiter, will win and always win. Genuinely, I think the lens that I've seen the recruitment industry through, I think there's been some amazing things that recruiters and recruitment businesses have done for their industries this year. Not only just not only for the recruitment industry, but actually for their own sectors. Some of the things that I've seen people do are as follows. Hosting workshops on how to put your CV together. Hosting workshops on how to stand out in a crowded market. Hosting workshops on how to give your candidates in your market the best possible chance of landing themselves a job in what has clearly been a really difficult market for a lot of people who have unfortunately been put on furlough, made redundant, that may have been on the job market. And I saw so many recruitment consultants give back, give value, even though in the immediate short term, they might be missing out on potential fees and these types of things. So that's the first thing. I think I just saw so many recruitment consultants do the right thing and really have this mindset of giving more than they take. And for me, I'd like to think that if you're a recruitment consultant that is just in it for the transaction, is just in it to push CVs, to push people into jobs, I'd like to think that it would have been extremely difficult to survive this year. I just really believe that. I just don't understand how businesses, people can value a service like that, which quite frankly is just going to make people feel even worse about the whole process. And I think the first thing that I really wanted to highlight is that if you're a recruitment consultant that genuinely has the mindset of doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, you're going to win. You're just always going to win. And I think this year really highlighted that. Those recruitment consultants that did that anyway were the people that people trusted, were the people that businesses, candidates trusted. And I think if you're someone that is transactional, then this market what we've been through would have highlighted that and put a spotlight on that. So hopefully that could have been a bit of an epiphany that, oh, actually, I don't have as many strong relationships as I thought I did. And that's the first thing that I really wanted to highlight, that I I genuinely believe that if you generally have that mindset, you're going to win and always win. And this year has been just a massive spotlight on not being a transactional recruiter. Second bullet point, the importance of always being open to learn absolutely love this one 
And it's something that it's one of our values at the recruitment mentors and, and the community of recruitment mentors. And it's something that all of the members have to be open to. And I think this year you would have had to be open to learning, learning how to work from home, learning how to do business development differently, learning how to overcome objections that you may never have faced before, learning to deal with adversity that you've never had to deal with before. So the importance of always being open to learn is an extremely common trait I've seen in successful recruiters. And again, this year's massively highlighted that. Recruiters who have been willing to consider their approach differently or being open to do things a bit differently because of because they're being told that look we're not hiring or we can't do this now blah 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 like just being open open-minded to do things differently are the people that have thrived are the people that have taken action on ideas during this year that may end up just sticking with them throughout the whole time because it's a better way of doing things but just having that mindset of always being willing to learn is so important is so important if you think that you've completed recruitment or you have the mindset that you don't need to learn anymore, you're wrong. You're, you're completely wrong. You need to be always open to learning more. And for me, I think this year has massively encouraged that, the importance of always being open to learning, regardless of how successful you've been. Third point. The recruitment consultants that provided as much value as possible this year, despite being told no one is hiring, will be remembered when companies need to hire again. And look, we might be past this now for some, for a lot of you. A lot of you may, I mean, I've heard so many conversations where they've had the best month this year and these things. That's not going to be across the board, obviously, in, in all different sectors. But I think there, there will, this may have changed slightly where there are way more companies now hiring again. But regardless, I think that the point here is valid, which is during this year, when your client told you, we cannot hire, we haven't got the budget, we need to just stop everything and decide what we're going to do. And we're just looking at this on a month by month basis. And those recruitment consultants that basically just hid under a rock and didn't sort of think about how else, if I can't put people into jobs, how else can I add value to my network? What else can I do? are going to be behind the recruitment consultants that went, okay, this is the 15th, 20th, 50th client that's told me they're not hiring right now. What else can I do? I know. I've got 30 hiring managers telling me that they've got the same problem. Can I connect those people? Can I start a webinar series where I host roundtable series of senior people in my industry to share ideas, collaborate? create a forum where my network can share ideas, talk about the challenges that we're all facing together. They're the recruitment consultants that are going to be remembered. And I know a few recruitment consultants that ended up deciding doing these things and are now being called and now being the people that are going, hey, such and such, you know, when you put on that event, that was really valuable. Well, we're actually hiring now, right? So the point here that I'm trying to make, guys, and girls is if you really went out of your way to provide as much value as possible, which, and, and, and recruiters can add so much more value than placing people into jobs, then I really believe that you're going to be at the forefront of companies' minds 
because of what you did. And I wanted to con- congratulate that. And I think that's amazing. If you didn't, that's fine. What are you going to do in 2021 to do more of that, that maybe you've seen your competitors do? And that's what I wanted to highlight because I think it's been amazing to see some recruitment consultants use their initiative, take action on ideas, even though a lot of people would have gone, how is that making you money? Blah, 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 blah. And I know from the people that I speak to, but it just makes sense. It's going to pay dividends. If you give more than you take, it's going to come back round. It just is. And they are going to be the recruitment consultants that are remembered and at the forefront of businesses' minds when they're thinking, we can now hire, oh yeah, that recruitment consultant that connected us with this person or did this for us. Let's speak to them first. I think that's a great point. Fourth point, if you don't take care of your own mental health mindset, then you won't achieve the goals you have for your recruitment career. And I'll be the first person to say and admit here that I, I my mindset has definitely been a roller coaster. I'd say I've had more good days than bad days, but I've had way more bad days bad days than I'm typically used to, obviously, because of what's gone on. My biggest challenge personally, to be sort of just honest here, and I may have mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast if it has came up, but for me, my biggest challenge was working from home. In lockdown one, me and my partner decided to, the best thing to do, because we were flat sharing at the time in London, was to go back to where we grew up, which was Eastbourne. And we thought we were gonna be down there for two weeks. We thought, right, if we're gonna be locked up in London, I'd rather be by the uh, seaside than these things. Let's go down there. And packed suitcase, two weeks worth of clothes. And we ended up staying there for three months. And where we stayed, which I was extremely grateful for, but it was challenging from a work perspective was I worked from my girlfriend's parents breakfast bar for three months and it was horrible. It was so difficult. Although the environment that I was able to live in, I was so grateful for from a working point of view, it was just really difficult. And that was mentally for me, the biggest challenge because what ended up happening was I worked in every single room of the house, every single room bar the toilet, bar (laughs) the bathroom. And what happened was any room that I went into, I associated with work, like there was no dedicated space, which meant I, I, I couldn't switch off. I literally could not switch off. All I thought about was work, which impacted all the rest of my relationships with my girlfriend, with my friends and these things, because I couldn't be present and I couldn't, be the person that I needed to be with my friends or my family, whatever, because all I was doing was thinking about work and I found that really difficult. So what I'm just trying to share here is that if you don't take care of yourself, self-care, then you're climbing up an uphill battle. So I think what's really important and what this is, again, just shone a massive light on with a problem that's, that's been existing for a while, mental health, is that you need to take care of your own mindset. Like if you're not someone that's trying to spend time on your own mental well-being, uh, growing self-awareness, spending time in your own mindset, then you, it's, it's going to be difficult. And again, a real common trait in the successful recruiters that I've met, recruitment entrepreneurs, yes, we all hear resilience, but it's again, it's tying into being willing to sort of explore and spend time on who you are and, and developing yourself that's going to give you the best possible chance of being more resilient or understanding what works for you, what doesn't, what environment you need to be in to thrive. Just you need to take care of your own mindset 
and take care of yourself that's going to give you the best possible chance of achieving the goals that you want to for your recruitment career. And then last point is just talking to people about the future of the recruitment industry, which which I've, I've found really interesting. But I think, again, from the sort of lens that looking at the recruitment industry, the things that I think it's sort of accelerated have been really positive things. It's definitely accelerated remote working in the recruitment industry. Obviously, that that's apparent in loads of different sectors. But how many recruiters could have turned around to their boss and gone, hey, can I work from home three days a week? I'm working in the office two days a week. Guarantee you most people would have gone a big fat no straight away. Whereas now, that's either a yes straight away or it's a, a conversation that's normal. So it's definitely accelerated remote working, which I think is going to help a lot of people. It's accelerated the importance of spending time understanding, thinking about mental health. As some of you should know, I'm, I'm involved with Rhonda D'Ambrosio and what she started as mental health and recruitment. She released a recent survey from uh, the survey results from what we spoke about on this podcast. Over 2000 recruiters completed that survey. And I just think that's a great testament of how much progress we're making on people actively trying to talk about it in this industry and recognizing that it's so important from business leaders, from recruiters to understand mental health, understand more about it. What can we do about it in the workplace? So I think it's accelerated the spotlight on mental health because it's been so difficult for all of us mentally. The other point that I put is, which is a bit more related to sort of my world and, and what I've been helping people for the, nearly the last two years now is accelerating the importance of building your brand. When you've got clients and candidates saying, hey, I don't need to use you, I can go direct or we don't need to use you. We're, we're, we're having so many applications or we've got no money or whatever. Like what can you do to stay at the forefront of your industry? And I think what's, it's definitely accelerated in the recruitment industry again is, is the importance of building your brand as a recruitment consultant, as a, as a recruitment business being front of mind. So then when the floodgates do open up again, that you are the person that people call is, is again, just been really highlighted. And it's been really interesting to see how this has accelerated. I've seen so many recruitment professionals start their own podcast, take action on maybe ideas that they wouldn't have taken action on because they had more time. Just the importance of building a brand has really been heightened this year, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think that's been really interesting and will continue in 2021 and beyond. And then the last point, I think, back to sort of my first point really, is it's accelerated the importance of building long-term relationships. You've, like, there's just, no, I just can't visualize it. And if if I'm wrong here, then please drop me a message on LinkedIn and, and let me know that you disagree. But I just can't see recruitment consultants who are transactional and treat people like a number, treat people like a placement, surviving in this type of market. I, I just can't. I just can't see that. So I think, again, it's really accelerated that those recruitment consultants that really invested in relationships with their candidates, clients, are the people that are going to be deemed as partners, are going to be the people that are going to be trusted to manage the budgets that they've managed to get signed off for, though it might have been a difficult year. Just accelerate the importance of building long-term relationships. And I know a lot of you guys who already are great recruiters will know this, but I, I think it's, again, just really shone a spotlight on it. So overall, I think this the future conversation and the conversation I've been having with people about that is that, for me, I think it's really accelerated a lot of great things in the industry that hopefully should 
continue to cultivate an industry of positives. Like hopefully sort of what's gone on this year, it's been difficult, but I think the things that it's cultivated, the things that it's accelerated will help continue to change and impact the perception of the recruitment industry. Like the idea that recruitment consultants are on par with a sleazy salesman, a car salesman or whatever, or like that's what people associate with. I just couldn't disagree with that more. And that's a big part of what this podcast is about. Recruitment consultant, I think it's that second word consultant that's really become important, even more so. So hopefully this acceleration of good habits of all these, all these things that can hopefully have a real positive impact on the experience and service that recruitment consultants are delivering their clients and candidates can really start moving the needle on changing the perception of recruitment consultants that they're sharky, that they're just in it for the money. Because for me, the, the ones that I speak to, I, I just couldn't, I, I think that's the polar opposite. And I know that's not everyone, but I think there's way more amazing recruitment consultants out there that genuinely care about their clients and candidates compared to that there isn't. And uh, they were my key learnings. So if you've listened all this way, thank you for uh, listening to me. This podcast isn't about me. It's about you who listens to this podcast. It's about the guests. And uh, it's just always a nice time of year to sort of reflect on, on what's been going on. But thank you so much for your support, everyone, honestly, for being on this journey with the podcast. And I'm really excited for, for the future. We have the official launch of the Recruitment Mentors community in, in January. And yeah, just just really, really excited for the future of the recruitment industry. I'm excited for you to, to come on this journey going to continue to try and level up this podcast as much as possible, deliver as much value to all of you that listen to this. And hopefully we can all have a uh, amazing 2021 and get back to seeing people face to face because that's something that I miss so much. And some of you would have even remember being booked on a 200 person live podcast event in March, which I had to cancel. Hopefully we can get organizing like that something again it would just I just can't wait to get back connecting with people face to face it's something I absolutely miss and uh, just I wish all of you an amazing Christmas an amazing new year for those of you that are resting you deserve it have a break spend time with your family and let's uh, come back to 2021 refreshed and continuing to grow and, and willing to learn so thank you so much thank you for listening And I will speak to you all very soon.